Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that can thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time, and as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 241, I talk all about how to create professional videos for your online marketing, or I guess you can say for your blog. Video is huge. I'll say that again. Video is huge. And if you're not dabbling in the video game, you should at least be thinking about it. According to Cisco, video will be 69% of the internet by 2017. Said another way, video is huge and it's going to get even huger. (laughs) But here's the thing. It can be tricky and it's not hard to make crappy video. But you're listening to this episode and by the end, you're going to know how to easily create professional videos that can help you grow your business. So professional videos, that's what we're going to be talking about today yes indeed episode two man 241 episodes i wonder if there's anyone that's been listening to this podcast since episode number one well no i don't wonder i know there are people that have been listening since episode number one and i'm humbled i you know it's man anyhow i could i could go on a whole rant about how awesome you guys are just for tuning into me every week and listening to what I got to say. I really appreciate it. But anyhow, this is episode 241. And you can get the show notes for this episode at becomeablogger.com slash 241 with all of the resources. I'm going to mention a number of different resources here for promoting, I mean, for uh, creating professional quality videos. And if you want to get links to those, um, some of them will be affiliate links. Uh, just know that. And um, you can check out those resources um, in order to make awesome videos. And if for you want, if you have a question, not necessarily related to this episode, but relating to anything with when it comes to your blogging business, you can call the hotline. And then you know what you can do? You can leave a message there with your question and I will deal with your question on the show. The hotline's number is 888-835-2414. Yes, indeed. And I'd be happy to take your questions on the podcast. All right, let's get into the content for today because video is huge. You heard what I said before at the in, in the introduction. Cisco is estimating that video will make up 69%. That's almost 70% right there. I don't know how they chose 69 as opposed to 70. I I have the article in front of me here from Cisco, and it's a very long one. I'm going to read through it sometime. But the point is video is going to not – it's just going to increase over time, and it's a great platform for getting your message out there. It's a great platform for educating others, for entertaining others, 
and 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 that's extremely powerful. Now we've heard it said over and over that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. And it's very true and it's very powerful. When it comes to my biology blog, just as one example, video and YouTube specifically is responsible for the growth of that blog because I was posting my videos on there regularly and as a result, I was able to grow an audience on there and and a significant amount of that audience has been coming over to my blog and now today that blog gets you know, over 90,000 unique visitors in a month, which to me is, that's significant. But imagine, yes, we are seeing so much video online right now, but it's going to be much more in the future. It's going to be much more in the future. Obviously, cable TV is like going, you know, its direction. And online video, YouTube, and, and now Facebook there's so much going on there. Um, so within the last two years, and you've probably noticed this, the emphasis of Facebook on video is huge. They're trying to overtake YouTube, really. I don't see them um, uh, necessarily uh, making YouTube obsolete or anything of that sort. But now we have these two major platforms that are heavily invested in online video. Now, you're a blogger, or you're thinking about becoming a blogger, or else you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, or maybe you're just listening to this podcast because you're, you love my enthusiasm. I don't know. Most likely, if you're listening, <laughs> you are a blogger or are thinking about becoming a blogger. And I want to let you know that video is such a great way. It's such a powerful way for getting out there for getting your message out into the world. Now, here's the thing. You've seen a lot of crappy video online. I've seen a lot of crappy video online. And if you're going to be going into this video making thing to to, to, to get your message out there, you don't want to be one of those people you just don't want to be one of those people. You want to you want to put your best foot forward. You want to make sure that your videos are accomplishing what you want them to accomplish. So I'm going to talk about the technology. I'm going to talk about the process. I'm going to talk about all that stuff. Now, the the video that I'm referring to in this episode the type of video. I'm not talking about where you're recording your screen. I'm talking about where you're on camera. So that's what I'm going to focus in the, uh, the focus on in this episode. I will link to an episode in the show notes. Actually, it's not an episode, it's it's an article where I talk about how to do professional how to create professional screen recordings, um, screen video, I mean screencast videos, whatever you want to call them. I'm gonna link to an article on that. So that's not the topic for this episode. We're gonna talk about you on camera, you on screen. Someone is coming to YouTube, they're coming to Facebook, they're coming to your blog, and they are watching you on camera. Okay, now throughout this episode, this the, the tricky thing about this is I'm going to be talking about technology, right? But we all know that technology changes rapidly. I mean, the pace of change today is absolutely, 
absolutely ridiculous. So what I'm going to do, if you go to the show notes for this episode, becomeablogger.com slash 241, you're going to see links to not just what I recommend in this episode, but whatever I think is relatively current. All right. So if you're listening to this two years from now, most likely the links in the article in the, in the show notes for the episode will be a little different. Or it might be the same for some of them because there are some pieces of equipment that just last for a while. Um, so make sure to check out that uh, that the show notes for this episode. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the technology. And the first type of technology that we're going to talk about is going to be your camera because obviously your camera is important if you're recording yourself on video. Now, there are so many options when it comes to cameras that I hesitated to even mention specific models of cameras in this episode, but I'm still going to do it. I'm, I'm still going to talk about specific types. And if you're listening to this soon after I record this, you can definitely check those out. If it's later on, you can check the show notes. So the first type of camera that I'm going to talk about is the most obvious type. And it's going to be the most obvious type because it's the type that you probably have in your pocket right now, depending on what you're doing. And that is your smartphone. Yes, it is such a powerful device. We all know it. And, you know, with the way iPhones are today and even Android devices, quite frankly, you can you can get some of the the best quality video just by using that device there're going to be a few things you want to take it, uh keep in consideration um but you can get some awesome video on your iPhone you can get some awesome video on your Android devices for a while it was mostly iPhones that are doing the best videos but n- recently I've seen a number of sm- um Android devices come out with really good quality video. Now, for this one, I am not going to give you specific models because, quite frankly, there are so many of them. Um, Well, I'll tell you the iPhone, obviously, is great. And at the time that I'm recording this, the latest iPhone is the iPhone 6S and the 6S Plus. And those do some, I mean, you get some amazing video from those devices. Now, I use a Moto X, and the camera on that isn't that good. So I don't use that for video, or I try not to use it for video unless I'm desperate. Uh, But I'll be upgrading my phone and doing some more mobile video in the future. Now, if if you're interested in using your smartphone uh, to create good video, to create high-quality video, I'm going to highly recommend that you listen to another episode that I did. It was an interview with Crystal Collins and Monique Johnson, and it's talking about how to use mobile video to grow your blogging business. They did a great job at breaking down exactly what you should be considering if you're going to be using your smartphone for making online video. And they, they, they're they really good at that stuff. They specialize in that stuff. So I would highly recommend for you to check out episode 185, becomeablogger.com slash 185, about how to use mobile video to grow your blogging business. Okay, so that's your first option. Your smartphone that's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a, a great option, quite frankly. And if you have a good one, you don't even need to invest in some of the other options that I'm going to talk about. Now, the second thing that I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm talking about online video where I mentioned uh, YouTube, I mentioned Facebook, but there's something that I can't not mention. 
as we come to the end of 2015, going into 2016, because this is becoming huge. Uh, obviously, live streaming or live casting is becoming a thing <laughs> where you're not just you're not just recording your videos, editing them, and posting them to YouTube or to Facebook, but you are pulling out your smartphone. And you are just hitting record. I mean, not uh, record. You're hitting broadcast. And the people that follow you can see you live. They can interact with you live. And that's powerful. And then you got platforms like Periscope doing that. You got Meerkat. And now Facebook Live. I don't know if you know this, but Facebook Live, which has only been available to celebrities, that's coming to everyone and it's they're starting to roll that out now um on iphone specifically so obviously that's going to be a huge part of this online video as we move forward now with platforms like blab for example where you're usually sitting at your computer and you're recording one of the great things that you want to definitely have on those i mean yes your 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 laptops your computers are coming with webcams built in but the quality of those webcams are not the best so option number 2 beyond the smartphone is a webcam uh this and uh, you can get a pretty decent recording actually from your built-in webcam but if you use the belt the built-in le- le- um webcam you want to make sure that you have good lighting, all right? I just want to mention that here. Now, if you want to step up your game, getting a, a, a high-quality USB HD webcam, that takes things to the next level. And the price of those aren't really that bad. They're actually, I'm going to check on Amazon right now, but the price of the one that I'm going to recommend, oh, wow, the price just came down. It's $59.99. Now, the one that I use is the Logitech HD Pro webcam uh, C920. And that does 1080p widescreen video. So we're dealing with full HD here on this webcam. But here's the beautiful thing about these webcams. They do some of the processing in the webcam itself before it gets to your computer. And what that does is it takes some of the load off of your computer and it allows you to stream better video. It allows you to make a better quality video. And it's, it's a really great option. So that's one that I highly recommend. When I, uh, when I got it, I think it was like $80. But now it's down to $60, $59.99. Uh, oh, I'm looking at how much I paid. I actually paid $73.98. So it's come down a little bit, which is great. I love when technology gets cheaper. <laughs> that means we can get more. <laughs> uh, all right. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> okay, so a webcam is option number two. Uh, if you're going to use a webcam for significant video, highly recommend getting a high-quality USB HD webcam and Logitech C920. That's the one I use. Every time I use it, people ask me, man, why is your video looking so much better than mine? Well, it's because I'm using a better webcam, and that's the one that I recommend. Option number three for cameras, DSLR. That stands for Digital Single Lens Reflex. Those cameras, quite frankly, those are my cameras of choice. Uh, I, use a, I have an older one. I have a Canon 60D. But here's the thing. You get some really good quality video from uh, uh, from a DSLR. However, they're big. 
They're heavy. They're not a smartphone that you're carrying in your pockets. Uh, so it makes it a bit of an inconvenience. But I don't mind that inconvenience because I know that when I record with it, I'm going to get a really good quality recording, especially if I have a, a decent lens, especially if I have good lighting. And I just love that. The reason I love it, the biggest reason is because it allows you to have a shallow depth of field. Now, what does that mean? That means, have you, ever, you noticed, have you ever noticed that when you watch really good video, the subject of the video is in, in clear focus? You can see them very clearly, but the, the background is blurred. That right there takes your videos to the next level. And DSLRs allow you to accomplish this in a way that I haven't seen on any other camera. Well, most other cameras. There are some um, that do a pretty decent job and even some phones that do a decent job. But DSLRs really takes it to the next level. That, that, blurring, effects really, that, that blurring effect really gives your videos that extra look of professionalism. So if you have a DSLR, why not use it? Uh, if you don't have a DSLR, you want to think about whether you want to invest that much into one because they can get pretty pricey. Uh, and, and when I say pretty pricey, I mean anywhere from a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars, depending on the one that you want to get. Uh, the Canon Rebel line is a pretty good one. I'm looking at one on Amazon right now. That's the Canon EOS Rebel T5i, uh, and that is $649. So it's pretty pricey. We're dealing with, yeah, you're dealing with, uh, you're, you're going to spend some money on this one if you want to go down this route. But this is the route that I like the most because of the quality of the videos that you're going to get. Now, just getting a DSLR takes things to a different level. However, the lens with the DSLR makes a huge difference. Now, here's the thing. Lenses, really good lenses, can be extremely pricey, especially those lenses that allow you to, to really get that shallow depth of field. But there's one exception. And if you ask any photographer, any videographer, they're going to tell you this. But if you can get a fixed 50 millimeter lens, you're going to, and when I say fixed, I basically mean that there's no zooming. Now, this is like this is like the 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 magic bullet. <laughs> magic bullet? I don't know why that came to my mind. But this is like the secret weapon. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. Not you know what I'm thinking about? My magic bullet blender for some reason. I don't know. Well, no, actually that's a good one because that does some amazing stuff really easily. So yeah, that works. We're going to go with magic bullet. This is the magic bullet of online video and photography and that kind of stuff. Because it's not a zoom lens, um, of course, you can't zoom in on the lens itself, which is not necessarily something that I do on a DSLR when I'm making video. It's fixed. But when if you're just talking on camera, it is great because it allows you to get a very shallow depth of field. And we're dealing with a price range of around $100. So we're not talking about a $500 lens, a $2,000 lens, or anything of that sort. So this one, I'm, I'm, if you have a DSLR, I don't care what you're doing with that DSLR. Make sure to get a, a, a 50 millimeter and specifically an f1.8 lens f1.8 lens that's the f stop which allows you to get 
F-stop means aperture, which allows you to get that shallow depth of field. Because that number 1.8 is so low, you can get that shallow depth of field and you can take your, the professionalism of your video to the next level. So that's just a, a little tidbit there. All right, let's move on. Uh, so that's your cameras. And actually, you know what? I am going to recommend another option. And I'm just recommending this one because, you know, the problem that I mentioned about the DSLRs being very heavy, this is something that can be a little annoying. But there are some cameras, that, some point-and-shoot cameras that do a really good job at video. And I bought one a, a while back. Um, when I say a while back, I mean like last year. That does a, a fantastic job with videos and you can put it in your pocket. So that's always a good thing. And that's the Sony DSC RX100 line sony dsc rx 100 long name uh, but they do such a great job with video and i'm going to link to them in the show notes um, they range anywhere from four hundred dollars to a thousand dollars depending on the one that you got when i got mine it was about seven hundred dollars but it it gives you that DSLR quality in a in a, a compact body. So I'm just going to throw that one in as another option. All right, let's talk about lighting because I don't think people realize how big a role lighting plays in the quality of your video. Uh, you can have a, a $10,000 camera and put it in poor lighting and the quality of the video is going to be terrible. Well, depending on the camera. We'll, we'll just say it could even be bad. I'm not going to say terrible because some of those uh, really expensive cameras does do some really good magic. Um, but most likely you're not shooting with a $10,000 camera. So you want to make sure that you have decent lighting. Now, the, the, the most inexpensive option here is going to be natural lighting. The lighting in your room. Uh, and, and depending on the lighting in your room, you can actually... You, you can actually get a really good quality video. You can get decent lighting. Uh, even in my decently lit often, uh, office, if I open up my blinds and it's at a certain time in the day and I plan accordingly, I'm going to get a pretty decent look on my video. Uh, but you can take things to the next level by getting a lighting kit. And lighting kits can be expensive, but there are also some relatively affordable options for lighting kits. Uh, so I want to mention some of those, well, one of those today. I got my lighting kit on eBay. And it, it was like a, a $100 lighting kit. I think maybe I paid $110. And it's it's these soft boxes, you know, so they're, they're these big lights with this white, um, kind of like, it looks like a white sheet on the front of it. And I'll have a link in the show notes to one option. One option that I found is the Fancier Studios 2400 watt lighting kit that comes with basically three lights. And it does a pretty good job on Amazon right now. It's $125 and that, that, the lighting really makes a huge difference. You can have a camera that's not the best and put some good lighting and it makes it look so much better. And even on my smartphone, for example, if my if the lighting on my video is not 
not good. If the if the lighting in my room is not good and I look at myself in the camera, it's going to be very grainy and 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 when I move it's going to be a little blurry, which is not cool, but then I turn on my lighting kit, all of a sudden I look like I'm in a professional studio. And that's what I use when I am using my smartphone because I told you the camera isn't the best, but when I'm using it for like periscope and so on, I put I, I come in my office, I turn on my lighting kit, or I go outside where the light is shining, the sun is shining, and it looks pretty decent, and you get a significant difference in quality. So a lighting kit, I highly recommend getting one. Now, there's, there are cameras where you are able to set the exposure, and by by increasing the exposure, you're allowing more light to come into the lens, and that can increase the quality. However, if you're increasing the exposure too much, what's going to happen is you're going to get much more visual noise. You're going to see more of the, the pixelated pixelations and so on, and that is really going to affect the quality of your videos. So I highly recommend don't try to make the camera do so much work to get light. Just get a lighting kit. This is why professional studios have so many lights all over the place because it really makes a huge difference in the quality of your video. All right. Last thing I want to talk actually no there no this is the last section and that's audio. All right? We're going to talk about microphone options because here's the thing, right? You can have a great quality video with all kinds of maybe cool illustrations, clever editing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but if your microphone, if your audio is crappy, quite frankly, your video is crappy. Uh, it, it, what you'll notice is that people will, they're going to deal with crappy video more than they're going to deal with crappy audio. When you're, when you're watching a video, if the audio is bad, it just messes the entire thing out. Now, I've seen some videos that the visual quality just wasn't that good, but the audio was great, and people love them. That doesn't mean don't do good video and just focus on your audio, but I just want you to have an idea of how much audio plays a role. A, a role. Audio is very important. Now, here's the thing. You have a number of options when, when it comes to, to, to microphones and to audio. And here's the principle. I am recording this podcast episode right now. Most likely, you're thinking that the quality of this audio is great. But I am literally about a, an inch away from my microphone. And actually, when I'm talking and depending on how I move, I bump into the microphone because I'm that close to it. The principle is this. The closer you are to the, to, to the microphone, the better the sound source is most likely to be. This is why you see radio DJs and so on very close to their microphones because they want to get the best quality audio as humanly possible. This also means that you never want to use the, well, let me not say never, because in some cases you get a decent recording depending on the context, but you you want to avoid as much as possible using the camera's built-in microphone for two reasons. Number one, you're far away from the sound source, and as a result of that, the quality is just not going to be great because think about it. I'm going to step away right now. I'm stepping away from the microphone, 
And, you know, it's you're not getting as good of sound as possible. And in order to compensate for that, I'm going to show this to you right now, actually. In order to compensate for that, what I need to do is to turn up the volume of the microphone. And now that I'm turning up the volume of the microphone and I'm far away from the microphone, you're probably hearing more of the room. You're hearing more of the ambient sound, and that is not what you want. Well, this is the problem that you have. Okay, now I'm moving around on my chair, and you're probably hearing those moving, that, that moving, because I had to compensate by increasing the level on the microphone, and that's going to start to pick up the room. Now, you're probably thinking, Leslie, get back to that microphone. I don't want to continue hearing you like this. <laughs> so I'm going to get back to the microphone and turn down the volume. All right. So when you're using the camera's built-in microphone, that's what you're doing. You're compensating by increasing the volume, and you're going to hear a lot more of what's going on in the room. In addition to that, you're also, because the microphone is on the camera itself, it tends to pick up the sound of the camera itself. <laughs> you, you have a, 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 a device that, you know, it has electronics going on in it and, and it's making its sounds and you're picking some of that up and you don't want that. So I hope that makes sense. Now I want to go through some options for microphones. Option number one is going to be your lapel microphone. Now, when, when it comes to online video, you see a lot of people with a lapel microphone. That's one of those microphones that you clip onto your shirt or um, uh, maybe you have on a jacket or something of that sort. And the beauty of this is you're free to move around and you are close to the microphone. All right, the, the microphone is within a few inches from your mouth. So you don't have to amplify it. You don't have to compensate as much and you get a good quality because it's close to your, the source of the sound. All right, so lapel microphones are really great options. The downside to lapel microphones or the, the, the main downside that I could think about is the fact that you are, um, you're, you're, you are going to have this object on your shirt and people are going to see that and that could be a little distracting, but not really because people are used to it. So it's not really like a huge downside. Okay, so like lapel microphones or lavalier microphones, as uh, they are also called, that is a good option. Now, I'm going to recommend two. I'm going to recommend a very inexpensive one and I'm going to recommend a pricier one, both of which I own, uh, but I use the more expensive one because you get a better quality sound. Now, on the very low end, a $25 lapel microphone. It's the Audio-Technica ATR3350. Don't worry. You don't have to take notes. It's all in the show notes. Um, but that is one that is $25. Now, here's the thing with that. That is a wired lapel microphone or wired lavalier microphone. In other words, you have this, I think it's like a 20-foot cable or something of that sort uh, that you can connect to your, your, your camera and then you know, hook it onto your shirt. But that's not as convenient. If you're moving around and you have this wire attached to the, to the camera, it's not a good option. Uh, but it's only $25. So if you're recording videos at home, you can simply have your camera on a tripod and you have this microphone connected and it's uh, clipped onto your shirt and you're good to go. $25, you get a decent quality sound. 
I mean, you really can't complain if you only spend $25. The only other downside to this one is that it's battery-powered, and there's no indicator on it as to how the battery is doing. So you can be recording for a while. It, it lasts a significant amount of time. But if your batteries die on you and you don't know it's dying, <laughs> then you're recording and, you, and there's no sound. And that's not cool. All right? So that's just something to be aware of. But it's only $25, and it's a good way to get started. Actually, it's $24.89 on Amazon right now. Second option is the option that I, I use. It's pricier, $630. And those are the Sennheiser EW122PG3A. <laughs> How do they name these things? I have no idea. But these are wireless uh, lapel microphones. Uh, you have one transmitter that is on that's connected to the microphone that you usually put in your pocket or on your belt clip. And you have the microphone that you just clip onto your shirt. But then you have a receiver that you can mount directly on the camera. If you have a DSLR or uh, another camera with a, a mount on the top, they call it a hot shoe mount at the top, uh, you can easily mount that on there and you're good to go. And then, you know, you could walk around, you can run around, and it doesn't matter because this does a really good job at uh, picking up your audio. Now, there are some cheaper options as well. The only reason I'm not recommending cheaper options, like in-between options, is because I haven't used them. And I try to recommend things that I've used because I can vouch for the quality. So those are your lapel microphones. Now, there's another type of microphone that works very well for video. And I've actually started using this type more recently. And these are your shotgun microphones. And they are shot, they're called shotgun microphones because you basically mount it somewhere and you aim it at the target. All right. Now, these are the microphones that you see like be, when you're looking at behind the scenes of movie productions. You have this guy that has this big, um, uh, 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 what do you call those things? Boom arms that's connected to this microphone that's coming down above the person and pointing at that person. These are great because uh, they are usually unidirectional. In other words, it's pointing in one direction. So, when they have those uh, those types of microphones, you will usually notice that it's pointing towards the, the sound source, right? It's pointing towards that individual's mouth. And that does give you a pretty good quality um, recording. Now, the microphones that I use in general usually come from the company Rode, and they make a a shotgun condenser microphone that's called the Rode NTG2. And it does a pretty good job. Um, I love Rode. They do some great job. They do a great job when it comes to to to, to microphones. When I had my recording studio, I use Rode mics. And now that I'm doing video, I'm still using Rode mics. And this one is a good option. This one is about two hundred and fifty dollars, but um, it does a pretty good job. Now there's another option. And that's the compact shotgun microphone. Now, these compact shotgun, shotgun microphones are great in that they're compact. And the one that I use, you basically just mount it at the top of your camera and you're good to go. Now, the beauty of this is you don't have a lapel microphone on your shirt. And with a lapel microphone, you know, that's focused on one person. But if you're making a video that has multiple individuals in it, the, the compact shotgun microphone that sits right there on the camera 
if I turn the camera towards the second person, now it's picking up their sound. If I turn it towards the fourth person or whatever the case might be, whoever it's pointing at, it's picking up their sound. And the one that I use is the Rode VideoMic Pro. And I really like that one. Uh, you can get it for a hundred. Uh, th- there are some there are some Rode video mics that you can get for ninety nine dollars. The one that I have is I think it's priced at one ninety five, and it does a really good job, and I really like it. So I'll link to all of that in the show notes. Now, important thing to note: if you're using a camera like a DSLR or whatever the case might be, and you want to use a microphone with it, you got to make sure that it has a microphone input jack. If it doesn't have that, you won't be able to plug in the mic. And then you'll have to just use the, the, the built-in microphone. And that, as I mentioned, is not, and as I demonstrated, is not a very good option. All right, so I just want you to note that. Last option is a digital recorder. I actually... I'm recording this right now onto a digital recorder because the quality of sound that I get um, from that is awesome. And I bought my digital recorder for uh, my podcast, but I started using it for my videos. When I do my screencast, I actually record onto my digital recorder and then import that into my sound editing program because I get a much better quality uh, recording doing that than going directly into my computer. They're great. And the awesome thing about this is you could take this on the road. You can, um, you know, it it fits in your pocket. You can record interviews with individuals and all that kind of stuff. You can use this as your microphone. And then you can add that to your video. So, for example, if you do have a pretty decent DSLR, but it doesn't have a microphone input, well, you can use a digital recorder as the the to, to get the audio and then add that to the video the one that i use is the roland r-05 and of course i'll link to that in the show notes now here's another cool thing about this if you have a smartphone you actually have a digital recor- recorder. Uh, you can get some pretty decent video by just pulling out your iPhone and having an audio recording program and recording it on there. And then if you have a camera that you're using for video, then you can take the audio from the phone and the camera and put them together, and you're good to go. It's a beautiful thing. All right, so that's the... That's the technology aspect. There were so many, so, so many things there to mention. But now I want to talk about what to do now that you have the, ca- the, 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 the equipment and you want to start creating awesome videos. Now, the most important element is going to be you, really. Because here's the thing, right? When you sit in front of a camera or you stand in front of a camera and you're talking to this device... That's not na- it doesn't it doesn't seem natural because there's no person in front of you that you're talking to and people often struggle struggle uh, what's struggle I I don't know what that is but people often struggle with looking natural on camera because what they're doing is not something that's natural you don't often just stand up and talk to devices. Now, in the future, you'll be doing much more of that with the way technology is going. But you get the point. It can be tricky to appear natural. So I want to give you some tips. And these tips can really make a huge difference. The first thing you want to do, tip number one. How many tips am I giving you? I'm giving you six tips. 
And this is going to help you rock the camera. Tip number one. Before you record your videos, relax. Relax. You know, if it takes listening to a song that calms you down, if it takes hanging out with your family, whatever it takes, just do something that relaxes you so that when you're ready to get on the camera, you're not uptight. You don't want to be uptight on video because uptight people on videos just that's not cool. Um, and it doesn't look good. It doesn't look natural when you're you're there and you're this stiff individual that's just trying to get through this content. So relax. Breathe in, breathe out. Woo-sa. Whatever you got to do to go to that happy place, do it. Tip number two. This one is huge. And I don't care if you're recording a screen, if you're doing a screen recording where they don't see you or whatever the case might be. Smile during your videos. Smile. I don't want to see you on video looking all like the world is, is, a, is a, a mean place. Nobody wants that. But in addition to it looking bad, there's another factor. When, you, when you're smiling, it... it you know, when you have a pleasant, smiling disposition, people are going to be much more likely to enjoy your videos that much more. Not only that, you're going to sound different. So I am talking right now, and now I'm talking again, but I'm smiling. And you can probably tell the difference between me just talking and me talking when I'm forcing myself to smile. Right now I'm forcing, so it's even kind of artificial, but it sounds much better than, you know, I'm just talking right now. I remember when I, I was working with Khan Academy and um, we were going through, it was kind of like a boot camp training where we're recording a bunch of videos over and over and over. And there was a, a lady there that was really having problems sounding natural on, on camera, not on camera, on video, and she was just recording her screen. So I went into coach her, and I, what I did was I sat in front of her computer, and I did just some goofy things just to get her to smile. And just her smiling changed the entire video, and she wasn't even on screen. Smile during your videos. That's tip number two. Tip number three, create another video. <laughs> I know. You're like, what? Create another video? What does that got to do with this video that I'm making right now? Practice makes perfect. The more you record videos, the better you get at it. The more you see yourself on camera and you start to realize, man, I really look kind of boring. Um, <laughs> the more you're going to see, the more you're going to see little things that you can improve in, prove on, and then you're going to get better. So just create another video. If you don't like this video, Create another video. Now, here's one thing that I've, um, I've noticed, and this goes back to uh, tip one, tip two, and tip three. That's this. If I am just regular happy on video, or like when I'm recording, when someone sees me, I'm going to look like I'm, I'm okay. If I'm overly enthusiastic, I'm going to look regular happy. <laughs> There's something about, you know, when you're in the moment, you feel much more than is actually portrayed on this 
screen. So you have to be a little more enthusiastic, a little more of yourself, basically, whatever yourself is, in order for that to translate to the person that's watching. So tip number three was create another video. Tip number four, don't worry about who's watching. You know, when you're recording the video, quite frankly, nobody's in the room with you. And Well, unless somebody's like actually recording it for you. But don't think about the people who may or may not watch the video online. Don't think about YouTube and how many people are on. No, just think about what you're doing in that moment and just get into it and just do it. Just do it and focus on the here and now. Okay, so that's tip number four. Let's go to tip number five. Tip number five is look directly into the camera. More specifically, look directly into the lens. Now, some people use cameras. I use a camera, my DSLR. Uh, I can see myself on the screen. And I'm often tempted to look at myself on the screen only to realize when I watch the video that it looks like I'm looking away from, from the camera. And that's not cool. I remember um, at the National Association of Broadcasters, this was my first time doing like a big um, event, live video streaming type of thing. And I didn't realize until I came home from Vegas that I was always looking away from the camera. And it wasn't as if I was trying to look away from the camera. I was actually looking at the big monitor that had me and my co-host and the, the guest on there because you're naturally going to be drawn to whatever is moving. And that made a huge difference, not in a good way. So now that's like a constant reminder to me right now to always look for the lens of the camera and focus on that. Because when the person is watching, it's going to seem to them as if you're watching them directly in the eye. Well, not just one eye. You're going to be watching them directly in the eyes. (laughs) All right. So make sure to focus directly on that lens. And tip number six. I already kind of mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it again and add a little a little bit onto it. Watch yourself and watch others. Because when you watch yourself, you're going to walk away with ideas on how you can become better. When you watch other people, you're going to learn some of the things that they're doing. So watch people that you really admire on video and try to figure out what they're doing and try to pick up little lessons from them. Huge difference. This is how I learned that I had the tendency of um, looking away from the camera. So I worked on fixing that. And when I look at other people's videos, I, I pick up great things, great little do's and don'ts, right? You see someone doing something and you're like, oh man, that doesn't look good. I wonder how it looks when I do that. Obviously, if it doesn't look good when they do it, then it doesn't look good when I do it. <laughs> So you learn from looking at others. Do that consistently. All right? So that's the end. I hope you got value from that. I have a question for you. Are you making online videos? If so, this is what I want you to do. Becomeablogger.com slash 241. I want you to share a link to one of your videos in the comments. In addition to that, if, if there's a tip that I didn't mention that can help us all make better videos, I want, to, I want to know because I don't have all the tips and there are many more tips out there 
um, some that you may want to share. So go ahead and uh, share that in the comments. Now, I want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by my Become a Blogger Coaching Club. We just had a, a coaching call last week. And on that coaching call, we had two young ladies that were struggling with trying to come up with a concept for even what they want to blog about. And they started to share their thoughts and their ideas. And we had a number of people on the call. And they just started giving feedback and giving suggestions. And by the end of the coaching call, those two young ladies were so pumped because they had narrowed down on their niche and they knew exactly what kind of content they should be making. And they had all kinds of ideas for all kinds of cool things they could do for products, for, for content, for connecting with people. And that right there is the power of the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. If you're not a member but you want to get coaching as you build your blog, you know, it can be very pricey to hire a coach one-on-one. But with the coaching club, you get the 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 two live coaching calls a month. You get access to the Facebook group all day. You can go in there and ask questions. If you're struggling with something in particular, you can ask your questions about that in there. If you if you want that kind of support, that kind of guidance, head on over to bloggercoaching.com. And you can find out more details about the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. I know you're going to love it. I mean, the members in there right now are loving it. We're having a good time. There's a lot of accountability. Every week we post our goals and then we post how we did with those goals. So check it out, bloggercoaching.com. But if you want to get started and you're not ready to invest yet, you just want to learn about this blogging thing so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business, go to freebloggingvideos.com. Are you subscribed to this podcast? If not, I don't understand it. Becomeablogger.com slash podcast. You can find out how you can subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on your iPhone, subscribe on your Android device, your Windows phone, whatever it is you're using, you can subscribe to this podcast. And then I come to you. It's that simple. (laughs) So check it out. So those are three resources I want you to check out. Number one, bloggercoaching.com to learn about the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. Number two, freebloggingvideos.com to get a free course on how to build your blog and becomeablogger.com slash podcast to subscribe to this podcast. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight, 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 three, five, two.